Welcome to Torah Talk, a program that challenges 2,000 years of misunderstanding and neglect of the Torah, God's law. In this show, we will be threshing ideologies by examining these scriptures in their Hebraic contexts. Our goal is to separate the wheat from the chaff, the truth from misconception. This program is sponsored by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation in Thornton, Colorado. Shalom, lovers of the Torah, and thank you for choosing to listen to Torah Talk. I am your host, Pastor Mark. It's great to be with you. In this podcast, I'm going to be sharing on the Parashah Toldot, translated generations or family history. And in this uh, Parashah, we're going to learn some things about what it means to trust God for blessing, for increase, for provision. It's a great story, and I think you'll find it inspiring And I really believe that these principles that we're going to lift out of the text are timeless principles, principles that if applied to our lives, will bring about the blessings that we saw in Father Abraham and Sarah's life and also in Isaac's life. It's an exciting parasha. Now, before we jump into it, keep in mind that this is a midrash and not to be construed as a doctrinal statement or theological treatise on the subject. I am simply wrestling with the passages to better inform you as well as myself, and I reserve the right to change my mind on my ideas as I grow in the grace and knowledge of the Messiah. Okay, I'm going to pick up the reading, Genesis 26, and I'm going to work down, uh, I think, the first six verses and then jump into 12 through 14. I will be reading from the JPS translation. This is a translation by Jews for Jews. Genesis 26. Verse number one, there was a famine in the land, aside from the previous famine that had occurred in the days of Abraham, and Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines in Gerar. Now, that's our setting. It's a horrible situation, a set of circumstances that are overwhelming, Famine is everywhere. The economy is trashed. People are suffering. There's lack. I mean, it's just like death all around. This is not the place that you want to stay and raise a family. It's just crazy. Verse two, the Lord appeared to him, to Isaac and said, do not go down to Egypt. Stay in the land, which I point out to you. Reside in this land and I will be with you. And bless you. I will assign all these lands to you and to your heirs, fulfilling the oath that I swore to your father Abraham. Really? I mean, put yourself in Isaac's shoes. Really? I mean, he's on his way down to try to get some help, some assistance from the government, if you will. And God says, don't go down there. Stay here in the land. You know, if I was Isaac, I'd be saying, stay here in the land of famine, stay here in the lack, stay here in the place where it seems like death is all around me. How can you ask me to stay here? That makes no sense. It makes no sense to stay here in these overwhelming circumstances. Yet it says, if you'll stay, I will bless you and I'll give you the lands and they'll be yours and your children and your children's children. That which I promised to Abraham will be yours. Now, those promises aren't looking too good right now because 
well, there's a huge famine. But nonetheless, famines come and go. And God's saying to Isaac, Isaac, don't get up and leave. These are your promises. Don't walk away from your promises. Sure, it's tough. It's overwhelming. It looks like it's just absolutely, uh, you know, the last place you'd want to be. But it's yours. And it's going to get better. It's going to get better. Stay the course. Verse 4. He goes on to say, Isaac, I will make your errors as numerous as the stars of heaven and assign to your errors all these lands so that all the nations of the earth shall bless themselves by your errors. Wow, what an incredible promise. He says, not only are you going to make it, not only are you going to survive, Isaac, you're going to thrive. You're going to become so fruitful. Your your children will be numbered like the, the stars of heaven. And they're going to be the heirs to all of this that I'm giving to you. And all the nations of the, of the earth, they're going to bless themselves by you and your descendants. They're going to learn about what I did in your life and through your life and in your descendants. And they're going to absolutely run with it. And they're going to take those principles and they're going to apply it to their lives too. Because I'm not only the God of the Jews, I'm the God of all flesh. And I'm going to bless everyone, the Jew first and also the Gentiles. Verse 5, inasmuch as Abraham obeyed me and kept my charge, my commandments, my laws, and my teachings. And that's the conditional part of this. Because Abraham obeyed me, because Abraham faithfully walked in the covenant, kept my charge, kept my commandments and laws, my teachings, my ways, because of that, all these blessings, they're coming down to you, Isaac, and and then through you to your children and your children's children. As long as you and your children, like Abraham, obey me and keep my, my charge and my commandments. My teachings, these blessings will come to you and increase. Keep in mind, people, it's not automatic. I've watched this all my life. I've read history, and I'm telling you, it's not automatic. But for the generations, for those who will, for those who will be faithful, who will walk by faith in the commandments of God, the blessings of God come to them. God makes a way for them. God parts their seas. I cannot stress this enough. It's not enough to be Jewish. It's not enough to be a Gentile. You got to walk by faith in the covenant like Abraham and Sarah. Then the blessings come. So what did Isaac do? Verse six. So Isaac stayed in Gerar. Isaac stayed. He didn't leave. He stayed in the land that God told him to stay in. He stayed in, 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 in his circumstances because those circumstances would change. He would go from a place of lack to a a place of tremendous outpoured blessing. His job was to live by faith, faithful to the covenant in the good times and in the bad times, in sickness and in health, for better or for worse. He was married via the covenant to the living God. And so we too, we can learn from this. Where are you in your life? What are you struggling with? Put the kingdom of God first. 
Seek his righteousness. All the blessings that are promised will come to you. They will. If you put God first, if you walk by faith in the covenant, stay faithful to the covenant. I see people all the time get off track. They get worried. They get, you know, into a bad set of circumstances and they bolt. They just start living life their own way, trying to survive. And it's always a mistake. They might have some short-term blessings initially, but it always turns to mud. It always turns to mud. And I think to myself, man, you were so close to your breakthrough. What are you doing? What are you thinking? Come on back. Get it right. The blessings will come. They always have, and they always will. So Isaac stayed in the land of famine. Everyone else was leaving. Can you imagine all of his friends, you know, people around him, they're leaving. We're getting out of Dodge, right? Isaac says, I'm staying here. They probably asked him, Isaac, why are you staying here? What is going on? What are you thinking? And he's like, no, I'm going to stay here. I'm going to plant in the land. I'm going to, I'm going to start farming. They're like farming. Like that makes no sense. It's irrational. You're borderline mentally ill. If you, if you're staying here to plant, you know, if you're going to plant in and sow in a famine, you need, you need help, Isaac. It's just crazy, right? Meshugana. But Isaac stays, says he sowed in that land, sowed in that land of famine by faith. He stayed the course. He remained faithful. He obeyed God against all odds, against the circumstances, against sound reason. And notice what it says. Here's the God factor. You ready for the God factor? Here it is. Isaac sowed in that land and reaped a hundredfold the same year. This People think about this. Most of the times in a good year, you don't even reap a hundredfold. You know, that's like, that's almost like a miracle year. He reaped a hundredfold in the year of the famine. That's not even possible without God. With God, all things are possible. That's the God factor. He defied the odds. He lived by faith. God blessed him. He prospered. He reaped a hundredfold. Yeah, let me read this again. Isaac sowed in that land and reaped a hundredfold the same year. Here's the explanation. It's the last part of the verse. Quote, the Lord blessed him. Unquote. The Lord blessed him. See, the blessing of the Lord defies all the odds. It overcomes all the circumstances. It flies in the face of reason, makes no sense, but it comes nonetheless because God is the king of the universe and he can do it all. And he did it for Isaac. It gets better. People, it gets better. I'm telling you, it's time to get radically committed in your love for God and his kingdom and to make a strong, strong commitment to obey him, to keep his charge, to keep his commandments and his laws, to walk in his ways. You need to do this. Look, Isaac did. He reaped a hundredfold that same year. The Lord blessed him. Verse 13. And the man, Isaac, grew richer and richer until he was very wealthy. Imagine that. What an amazing turnaround for him. 
Verse 14. He acquired flocks and herds and a large household so that the Philistines envied him. The believer Isaac became wealthy and the unbelievers envied him. People, I think part of the reason God blesses us is he's wanting to draw in people from all around. And when people see the blessings of God in our lives, they're more apt to say, hey, what's that all about? How come you're so blessed? How did you acquire all these blessings? It gives us the opportunity to share of the love of God for everyone that God desires that everyone would be blessed. The Jew first and also the Gentiles. That's part of the reason God blesses us. I'm convinced of this. Keep this in mind. Your father in heaven is the most high God. He has given us his son, Yeshua, son of David, son of man, son of God. He has given us his only begotten son so that we could be saved, so that we could be forgiven, so that we could be reconciled to God. And he's also made Yeshua the Messiah, King of kings and Lord of lords. Through him, we have blessings upon blessings. As we embrace the covenant and walk by faith in the law of God, in the ways of God, blessings increase now and in every generation to come. Keep in mind that walking by faith in his ways is not easy. It's counterculture. It doesn't make a lot of sense. People are going to laugh at you. They're going to mock you. They're going to tell you you're mental, man. You're just making stupid decisions. What are you thinking, right? Everyone's living by circumstance, making decisions based on fear, not by faith. God says, you walk by faith, son. You walk by faith, daughter. Go against the grain. Walk in my ways. I'll reward you. I will bless you. I'll more than compensate for anything that you're going to have to go through as you commit your ways to me. I can, I can tell you right now, my whole, I'm almost 60. I look back on my life and you know what? I didn't have much starting out. We, we, we were, we were pr- pretty much lower middle class and um, we started walking by faith in the love of God and his ways. And I made measured commitments higher and higher commitments to finally, I just gave my heart and soul to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And I set my face like Flint to the covenant. And I began to walk by faith in his ways. And it cost me. It was, there was a number of sacrifices I made in committing myself to the ways of God that cost me in my life. My friends thought I was crazy. My friends thought I was getting off track. But I can tell you, the blessings that came by my life have been so intense and so great. They are just amazing. They are overtaking me at this point. I have surpassed almost all of my friends in terms of blessing. I have so much. They just look and they say, how on earth did you do that? Man, what, what, 
What's up with that? That makes no sense. And yet I'm here to tell you, when you serve the living God and give your heart to his son, the Messiah, and live by faith in his ways, those blessings that we see in Abraham and Sarah's life will come all the way down to our lives. And not only in our lives, but also through us to the next generation. My children, they're excelling in every way. It's amazing to watch my kids. They're outpacing me and mom. I mean, they're, they're, they're set to go far past where we are in terms of the blessings of God. I'm so excited for them. It's so amazing to watch this. Everything that I read is so true. The word of God is tested. God says, my word is tested. It is trustworthy. And I want to tell you right now, come back to the covenant, come back to walking in faith in the covenant and let God rain down upon you. Blessing after blessing after blessing. Yeah. Trials will come. Hardship will come. Tribulation, persecution, all of that. Yep. That comes. But in the midst of that, so comes the blessing and it makes it worth it all. So you in Messiah, you're a child of God. You're a chosen one. You're royalty. Settle for nothing less than what God has promised you. And as a child of God, keep in mind, you deserve the blessings. You're a child of God. Settle for nothing less. Love him. Walk faithfully in the covenant and seize the blessings for you and your family. Father, I just... I bless all the listeners that are listening. Father, I ask that faith would rise in their hearts, that their hope in you would be uh, substantiated and established by faith, and that you would encourage them by your spirit to return to you in your ways, and that the blessings that you promise would come and overtake them both now and forevermore. And it's in Yeshua's name that I pray this blessing, this prayer over every listener. Hallelujah. Well, that concludes our program for this week. A special thanks to our great King, Yeshua the Messiah, and to you, our listeners and supporters, for making this podcast possible through your prayers and financial giving. Thank you. Know that in your prayers and giving, you are partnering with us as we advance the kingdom of Messiah in Israel, the U.S., and throughout the world. We are a highly rated and listened to Messianic podcast on iTunes under the category of Judaism. Subscribe now. Pray with us. Give financially. Share the vision and power of this podcast with everyone you know. And if you have a chance, check out all of our social media sites at graftedin.com. Baruch Hashem. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I am your host, Pastor Mark, and until our next show, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Prince of Peace, Yeshua, the Messiah. Shalom.
Torah Talk has been brought to you by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation located at 8891 Hose Boulevard in Thornton, Colorado. Your host has been Pastor Mark McClellan. Join us for Sabbath services at 1 p.m. next Saturday afternoon. For more information, please call us at 303-761-9948 or visit our website at www.graftedin.com. God bless you and shalom.